This is Todd from the Junkyard Outreach. Welcome, and thanks for joining me. For more information and episodes, check out junkyardoutreach.com. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. The Apostle Paul addressing the church at Philippi, which he was so instrumental in its humbling beginnings there in Acts chapter 16. He instructs them with simple wisdom that our world and the church desperately needs to hear today. Don't complain. Be blameless in the jacked up world. Shine the light of Jesus that others may see the goodness of God. When we gather as believers, one thing is inevitable, and it's not prayer, it's not edification, and it's oftentimes not real fellowship. Rather, it's complaining. Why? Why do we complain? It's as if it is as natural as breathing. Our culture and many of us have long forgotten that old saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I hope this message really hits home with the listeners because we really need to address our grumbling, complaining, and whining. What this does is simply show our hearts of ingratitude and or blame shifting our problems to someone or something else like the government. The government gets a lot of criticism, and some of that's well-deserved when comparing policies to scriptures, no doubt. But there's a lot of things people simply don't understand about how the agencies work, their processes, their responsibilities. So rather than get the answers needed to address a person's frustration, that person often simply throws up their hands and blames the agency. And that makes them and all believers look bad in the eyes of those who know better. So please, let's be careful with our words. We represent Jesus. I found it interesting that the word complain was only found a total of four times in two different translations in the Bible. But when I looked up the word grumble, I found it used several times, and the majority of the time it was used in the Old Testament was when the Israelites grumbled against Moses, which didn't go well for them, and why they didn't learn their lesson on the first or second outbreak of God's wrath, I'll never know, but they continued to grumble against Moses. In Exodus 16, verse 7, it says, And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? So Moses ministered on behalf of God, and he puts things into perspective with this verse as he redirects their grumbling. Look, you're not grumbling towards me. You're grumbling at God. He's the one that's telling me to do this stuff. And God heard their grumbling. And they had no right to grumble, but they still did. And people haven't changed a bit. And the second time that word grumble is used is when the religious leaders of Jesus' day grumbled about him and his interaction with sinners. So the majority of the times that the word grumble is used in the Old Testament and the New Testament is towards Moses and Jesus for the work they were doing on behalf of the Father. People didn't understand it. They didn't want to dare sacrifice for the sake of God. They didn't like what they saw, and they felt liberty to judge Moses and Jesus. Now, assuming most everyone grumbles, even if only on occasion, let's look at it from God's perspective. God is pushing his plan for this planet along, and in our day, it appears that things are rapidly coming together for the final act of man's rule on earth. That's an interesting study, but things are happening. It's like, that's what the Bible says is going to happen in the end. So all of us professing believers saved by the blood of Christ, those of us claiming to have the privilege of being called a child of God, we're now representing him on this planet in such a way that unbelievers see his amazing love and peace in us, and they want it. They desire it. They crave it. That's our job. So how are we doing? Are we being that light 
that Jesus calls us to be in Matthew 5? Or are we huddling around in our circles, slandering everybody that we don't like? And we need to remember a few things. First, time is short. Jesus said in Revelation 22, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to render to each as his work will be. His coming will happen suddenly, and few will expect it to happen. So we need to be ready at any moment to meet him, whether it's naturally through death or supernaturally through the catching away of the church. It's a different study. Either way, we're going to be in eternity at some point in our future. In the last month, I've lost three classmates from school, not to mention a relative. And all of us are the same age, and we're not that old. Also, a couple of other family members, distant family members, died young in the last couple of months. Life is not guaranteed to offer another day. So being on our A-game with the Lord now is very wise. Secondly, grumbling wastes time that could be used to edify or build up. So someone is ranting about a particular person and we can have the guts to chime in and look on the bright side of the situation if it's possible, bringing in that light. And if there's no light to the subject, change the subject. And when a person who is known for taking over a conversation and immediately driving it into the ground chimes in, chime in over them. You know people like that? And I've done this. I have actually done this knowing that the conversation I was going to have with this person, I was going to have to really fight hard to keep it positive because they are so entrenched in negativity. And I kind of make it a game with them. I just listen for it and I'm like, okay, what can I say now that's positive? What can I say to counter their negativity and not get sucked into their vortex of despair? And on a few occasions, I was successful at disarming their negativity. It's kind of funny to watch the reaction. Rather than be happy or excited, they're like, yeah, you know, that's a good point. It's like they get quiet and they leave. They go on to their next victim. And there are some people that I'm like, I'm not talking to that guy because their sky is always falling. I say hi. Instead of saying, hey, how you doing? Well, oh man, here, I just opened a door for here all the problems. It's like, hey, good to see you. I'll talk with you later. See ya. Kind of avoid their negativity. And in ministry, sometimes you just got to suck it up and listen to them and try to encourage them. But man, with some people, it's really difficult. Give this a shot next time you're talking to a naysayer. Try to inject light and love into their conversation. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10, it says, Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Talking about Gentiles outside of God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, that's an important word, God loves us. I urge you as sojourners and exiles, that means the world is not our home, we're simply wandering here until we get to heaven, to abstain from the passions of the flesh, like grumbling, that's not in there, but I just wanted to add that, which wage war against your soul. So it hurts us when we're doing these things. Keep your conduct among Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. So don't give them a reason to complain. 1 Peter 3, 8, Finally, all of you, having unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, and a tender heart, and a humble mind, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. So you want to be blessed? Bless others. And then Peter quotes from Psalm 34 in 1 Peter three ten. it says, For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. That's a good one to underline and memorize. So let's look at Psalm 34, where Peter gets that from, and let's continue in the psalm and see if this is encouraging. Psalm 34, verse 17. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears them and delivers them out of their troubles. 
The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. God takes care of his people. He takes care of those who want to follow him and want to be faithful. That's pretty encouraging to me. God is good to us, and we need to be good to him because ridding our hearts of grumbling and instead asking the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with God's love, that not only blesses others, that blesses God. And we always want God's blessing. I do. I love God's blessings in my life. There are many. How often do we make it a priority to bless God? How often do we just sit quietly before the Lord and listen? Or how often are we in his word seeking him? How often are we singing songs to him personally? When we're having those moments alone with him, how often do we really focus on God and his glory? That's what he wants from us. He wants us to bless him by loving him because he always loves us. So the least we can do is give him moments where we're expressing that love to him. And the biggest love, I think, is to be real, to be honorable towards him, to be faithful. And that is how we get blessed. Thank you.